What's up, everybody? If you guys head over to our website, fantasydaydreamers.com, you guys can find all of our new and old content. Like and subscribe wherever you guys listen to your podcast. Thanks for listening. What's up? What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Gain, your host, JJ, and this is the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. Sorry about Monday, you guys. We did not have a podcast. We had technical difficulties, but it was all working for today. So with me, I have my producer, Ian. What up? What up? You can follow me on Twitter at Daydreaming Ian. Daydreaming Ian. Give him a follow. Shout out. Also with me, a new new person, but if you've been reading the articles going on the website, you've seen him there. One of our writers, Keone. Oh my God. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am okay. the man behind the curtain, as some may say, <laughs> and I am finally here. My name is Keone, otherwise known as Daydreamer Keone on Twitter. Please like and follow. Yeah, give him a follow and, uh, too. It's great to be here. Yeah, yeah, Very thanks. animated. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming. Uh, nice today to we're gonna we're gonna have some news for you guys. We're gonna give you guys some props and then some starter sits. So let's move on to the news. All right. So Dalvin Cook, he will be active on Sunday. That doesn't necessarily mean he's gonna play. We think I think he's gonna go. What do you guys? How do you guys feel about it? It makes me nervous if I have Alexander Mattinson. I'm I'm a little nervous to start either one of those guys because if Dalvin Cook is if Dalvin Cook is full go, Dalvin Cook deserves to be started. But what if he's like a true like they're just easing him back into it? He could be splitting time and then are either of them worth starting? If they're a true split like if it's a committee, like can you start Alexander still this week and it's it's just a little weird to me. Yeah, I think it's something that you have to wait until Saturday, Sunday morning to really find out how Dalvin Cook has progressed throughout the week and stuff. And if he's progressed a lot, I think you have to start Cook and sit Madison. And then if he hasn't progressed and he's obviously not playing, then you start Madison, even though he didn't have a great week. I think you got to um, ready to pivot. Yeah, because like Madison has taken up since he's – uh, been gone, but if he is back, um, it's it's. I'm still a little nervous because they're facing Green Bay, and mm-hmm. I think Green Bay is probably going to get ahead in this game because um, I said it earlier in one of my articles early in the year. When Aaron Rodgers is mad, he plays <laughs> incredibly well. Yeah, and I know he had that game last week where he was coming off people probably talking so much trash, and it, it, he showed four it touchdowns showed. again. Um, and I don't see that um, happening any different in a division matchup, and so that makes me a little nervous about playing a running back. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers already played Minnesota uh, the first week of the season, and he destroyed them. Aaron Rodgers is, like, historically excellent against the uh, Vikings. Like, he has, like, two losses in his career or something wild like that. It's at least in the past, I think, like, four or five years, he's only lost twice to him. Crazy. 
All right, moving right along. Uh, Seattle's running back room. This, they are plagued right now with injuries. Chris Carson doesn't doesn't look like he's gonna play. Uh, Carlos Hyde, he's got an injury. So DJ Dallas looks like he's gonna be the starter this week. Question mark. I mean, I did write a waiver wire article on him. Overall, the theme of this week's waiver wire was it's slim pickings. It's yeah. definitely like you're in a big league, like 15 teams plus. It's it's not really worth it. If you're really going to go just trying to get that deep sleeper, you can go for DJ Davis. Carlos Hyde still DJ could Dallas. possibly – or DJ Dallas, sorry. Yeah. Um, Carlos Hyde could still play. It's just he's dealing with something. Um, I think overall, no matter who plays, they're just going to rely on MVP candidate Russell Wilson more. And they might get a little more tricky with the ball. Like have, I don't know, like Tyler Lockett on the end or out, like on a reverse or anything like that. Yeah. So I guess uh, Carlos Hyde got hurt during a celebration. So Pete Carroll is hoping it's nothing big. It's more like a tweak than a sprain, but they're still waiting to see. He's not practicing. He didn't practice on Wednesday, so that's as much as we know so far. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, maybe maybe if you know D- DJ Dallas, like he's your buddy, be like, hey, I'm starting you this week. But other than that, like, like San Francisco he's, is he's really good. good. DJ Dallas is pretty good, but he's just he's a rookie, so I don't think he's there yet. Not not in redraft leagues. He's not fantasy relevant. And I'm, I'd be scared to play against um, San Francisco because yeah. that's like they're just even though like. They might be. They'll probably be in the game um, because of just how games with um, Seattle are. Yep, Filet cooking it up. Um, It's just I don't trust them going like that. Defense is rough. Yeah. All right, Antonio Brown. Tom Brady put in a good word for him, and the Bucks signed him to a one-year contract. He's going to be eligible week nine. The suspension is over after week eight. So, if he's out there, do you guys pick him up? Do you add him still or Keone? Uh, um, I mean, it just it never it never hurts, or it just goes to show that the NFL like they'll you always have a chance of playing in the NFL. Um, but I think he's starting to find his groove with Gronk, and um, Tom Brady. I know he's yeah. yes. I'm sorry, Tom Tom Brady's like finding his groove back. Um, yeah. It's the sequel. Uh, and so I think that's his man for right now. But Antonio Brown, I mean, he's capable. Yeah, so they never rule him out. Yeah, we saw him one game with the Patriots last, uh, last season with Tom Brady, and he scored a touchdown. He had a pretty decent game. It was, it was good for fantasy. Um, does this more hurt? Uh, we're going to talk about Chris Godwin a little bit. He hurt his fingers. Um, but does this hurt? Mike Evans to you guys and do you are you looking to trade Mike Evans now because of this Antonio Brown um, I think if you're going to trade Mike Evans this or this week or next week is the week to do it before Antonio Brown gets in there I personally just think Antonio Brown is going to come in and kind of just muck up everyone else's fantasy numbers um Scotty Miller should be essentially irrelevant now. He should be yeah. done. Like, I don't see him getting any snaps or yeah, any meaningful and, number of snaps. Yeah, go ahead um, and drop Scotty Miller. Tyler yeah. Johnson, 
you know, he's played all right. He's he's the rookie in there, and he's looked pretty decent, but I think his snaps are going to be completely gone. Yeah. Like, Antonio Brown, I don't know, he just went kind of, like, mentally. Uh, he yeah. lost himself. So, like, if we take away that, like, he is still, like, what was, what was his last season stats where he played a full season? It was he still put up ridiculous numbers. This yeah, man wide is receiver still, too. Yeah, this man is still very good at football. He's been gone for two years essentially, but it's not to believe that he's not working out and getting stuff together. So he's going to, I think, not really be too fantasy relevant. Uh, but I also think that just drops Mike Evans heavily, who already wasn't having a great year. I mean, he was catching touchdowns, but he wasn't doing much else. And then Chris Godwin... I think that lowers him too just because of his injury and now they have another target. So do you try to trade uh Mike Evans for let's say running back? Would you trade him for Antonio Gibson? No. Yeah, I put I put a little bit more faith in like I think I I value him a little bit higher than that. Like, I know Antonio Gibson is in, like, the worst, like, division in the league. But it's, like, he's in the backfield with uh, J.D. McKissick. And so they kind of share reps, even though Antonio Gibson is the clear number one out of those two. I still value Mike Evans a little bit higher because he has more boom potential, I think. Um, But I guess it depends on what you need. So I think Antonio Gibson, though, is just being plagued by – Every other week, they're choosing somebody. Like, sometimes they're doing J.D. McKissick. Sometimes they're doing Antonio Gibson. And that's just a little harder to predict. At least with Mike Evans, it's been fairly simple to predict. He's going to catch for, it seems like, one to three passes for less than 10 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. So, like, at least I know he's kind of good for, like, those six to ten points. Each week, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I, I think I could. I think you could trade for... I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody coming off of like maybe an injury that you can try to use Mike Evans for. I, I don't think you're going to get a lot for him, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get a lot for him either. I think it's best just to hold on to him. Um, all right. Jalen Rager, he returned to practice on Wednesday. Eagles wide receiver. Does that even matter? It's going to help Carson Wentz a little bit. Maybe. I'm hoping it helps Fulgram. Uh, get more open because they kind of have to guard somebody else now. Yeah. Uh, but in reality, I don't think Jalen Rager was such a, he's not like such a threat a, right now anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Come, so yeah. It, maybe, maybe it just helps Carson Wentz get the ball out a little faster and not get sacked as many times a game. Yeah. I think it, it's more uh, makes Carson Wentz a little more fantasy relevant than Jalen Rager being fantasy relevant. Yeah. Well, yeah, Dallas Goddard, Tevin Coleman, and Alan Lazard, all three of these players were um, placed on the 21-day practice window, which means that the team either has to cut them or put them on the active roster in the next 21 days. So it's, it's highly likely that all three of those players will be back within the next three weeks, if not sooner. Um, it's... This is just something to look out for. Alan Lazard coming back, I think, is the biggest one. Aaron Rodgers getting his real number two wide receiver. Dallas Goddard, again, Eagles. That will help Carson Wentz. I don't know if you can start Dallas Goddard, though. I would wait and see on him. Tevin Coleman, 
San Francisco running backs. This one's the biggest question because they have so many injuries right now. Jeff Wilson's hurt. Raheem Mostert is hurt. If Tevin Coleman comes back before all of those players, he he's probably going to be fantasy relevant. Yeah, it's it's sort of a revolving door yeah. for running like that backfield in San Francisco. Um, but I, they've done well. Like whenever they've they've been in, like they've been yeah. shown to like Jeff Jeff Wilson. Yeah, whichever running back it is, off, the, just goes off. Yeah, whichever running back it is for the 49ers has a great game. It's just so hard to predict which one it's going to be. Right. I'm and I'm worried the Niners are going to predict or not predict. They're going to start getting smart and being like, we keep getting injuries. We're just going to go full committee. Like nobody's getting more than like 13, 14 touches unless they are absolutely getting like 10 yards every time they touch that ball. But I am fine with that because then I can rid my hands of all fantasy, all running backs for fantasy. In that yeah, there's, there's there's no red tape anymore. Yeah, you're not exactly. like, you're, um, yeah And in terms right. of like Goddard, um, I think it helps having like good players for Carson Wentz because, or like we've seen how it has affected Zach Ertz. Like yeah. not having anybody else really on the field has made him one of, I think, the biggest surprises of this season. And just not him having real, really no value. Um, so having at least somebody of name value to come back, I think adds something to Carson Wentz and that offense. Now, however much that will be is yet to be seen, but it still re- helps that little bit in terms of getting him getting that ball to somebody. Um, and yeah, Alan Lazard, um, as we've seen, like, um, uh, uh, thank you. The double name. Um, yeah. He, he's not he's not as reliable as I think Aaron Aaron Rodgers wants him to be, but not Aaron or Alan Lazard was, so I think that really helps him just add another weapon like like he's full on like John Wick like yeah. just give him another gun yeah. and that's what Alan Lazard is. You can see it on Aaron Rodgers' face because MVS drops the ball so much, especially whenever he's wide open and Aaron Rodgers is like, oh, here's an easy pass and he dropped it and. Aaron Rodgers does not stand for that usually, you know, but he's had to these past few seasons because they haven't given him anyone else. Yeah. And so here's Devonte. That's it. Yeah. Um, I know Alan Lazard was like unowned in a league I'm in. And so last week I went and picked him up because I figured, you know what? I can kind of get him for free and he'll be good for a playoff push. Yeah. So if he is unowned, I think now is a good time where you can kind of, use a roster spot on him he like we said he will be back maximum three weeks or he's cut which would be a huge surprise yeah um he's most likely not getting cut so like he could be back essentially probably not this week but he could be back next week all the way up until week like 11 i think yeah something like that all right odell beckham jr he was officially placed on ir go ahead and drop him if you're in a redraft league you don't need to hold on to him. He's not coming back the rest of the season. Yeah. Do you guys um, say any of the other Browns wide receivers? Jarvis Landry has been hurt. Higgins. Um, Harrison Higgins Bryant, was- maybe, or one of their tight ends. Because right. yeah. um, uh, Hooper is out for a few weeks because he had surgery. Hooper. Which, uh, shocked me a little bit. It's like, oh, Friday surgery. That's cool. I have to. You know, do yeah, he had appendicitis or something, right? Yeah, he yeah emergency yeah. append yeah he had an yeah. App- appendectomy. Oh, it's like, okay. Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, n- both Njoku and Harrison Bryant caught touchdowns. I think Bryant caught two um, yeah. of uh, Baker Mayfield's five. Also, don't, I don't think expect that again from Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Harrison no, Bryant no. caught four for 56 and two touchdowns. Yeah, um, Baker yeah, Mayfield was a surprise. Battle of Ohio. <laughs> I, you know what was wild, too, was he was 0 for 5 with an interception, and then Odell went out, and he was like 23 for uh, like something wild, and then all of his stats. Like, he got all of his stats besides the first five throws and the interception yeah. after that. Maybe this man just is intimidated by Odell. I think so. Honestly, I, I have no stats to back this up, and this has been uh, there's been a lot of chatter about this around your the opinion zone right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he does seem to be more comfortable without Odell. He really does, and they get Nick Chubb back soon. This is a team that I might want to own some guys in. Nick Chubb for sure, Cream Hunt for sure. I'm, you like? Do you think it's just because Baker sees like I have Odell, like this amazing talent? Like, there's no doubt Odell is super talented at football, and he's just like, I need to find ways to get him the ball, and then like he's just trying to like force it, or he's like always looking at Odell first, and then like if it's not open right away, he's like, okay, switch, and then like it's just messing up his flow instead of actually going like with the play call, like hey, maybe throw over here, over here, over here. Yeah, I have no clue what it is if he's not reading, going through his progressions or his progressions are Odell, Jarvis, Odell, look at Odell again. And then, okay, no, he's not open. Let me just throw it somewhere else. Like, if that's what they're telling him to do, then that's terrible. That's terrible coaching. So, his real progression is get this snap and hand it off to whoever's behind you. (laughs) Yeah, it's play action Odell. Yeah. All right, moving right along. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Chris Godwin, he had surgery on – he fractured his finger. So, is it Dex's finger? Or? I read rum. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. He fractured his <laughs> finger. He had surgery. It must be pretty bad. Doesn't look like he's going to play this week. So, don't, don't play. Don't start him unless something comes out saying he's going to play. Aaron this, Jones. Oh, is this Scotty play. Miller's, like – Final dance? Do you no, think? I'm, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not playing Scotty Miller. Yeah, no. I I trusted him. Um, I talked about him for a Thursday night game, and he put up a a goose egg for me. He walked the plank. I can't trust him. He's going in the brig. However many puns I can make, just I can't trust him anymore. Yeah, he's a DFS player at at best, and yeah. he might be a really good DFS player this week, but. Uh, I won't be playing him. Aaron Jones, he's going to be questionable again this week. This one is another one you're going to have to wait and see on Sunday. We had to wait and see on this past Sunday to see if he was going to play, and he didn't go. He didn't dress or anything. So this is just another wait and see. If uh, Jamal Williams is still out there, add him, because if Aaron Jones doesn't go, he's he's a starter. If you picked up Jamal Adams or Jamal Williams. I'm sorry, Jamal Williams last week and put him in instead of Aaron Jones, which was good job for you because yes. he did well. Um, and Aaron Jones plays this week. Do you think about trading Jamal Williams? Yeah, absolutely. Key trade option. Yeah, because okay. if Aaron Jones is going to be back. I don't know what you can get for Jamal Williams right now because he is that handcuff 
player. He's only good if Aaron Jones is not in. If if Aaron Jones is playing, then he's only going to get you four or five points because he's going to get a few receptions a game, two receptions and 10 yards or so. He's going to get you a few points, but not worth anything. I wouldn't be trading for him. And if you can trade him, go for it. Okay, yeah, because I think if Aaron Jones does play, you're sort of trying to sell him maybe high because he had a good week. But uh, Yeah. It, the thing is, you might approach the C.D. Lamb owner or someone like that because C.D. Lamb has been not playing so well, and I think C.D. Lamb is way more uh, fantasy relevant than Jamal Williams. Plus, um, Dal- like Dallas's quarterback situation is getting yeah. rough. Yeah. So. But I think then you're just going to run a lot of drags or slants, and C.D. Lamb's pretty good at that. So, All right, that'll do it for – oh, you got anything else, Kenny? No. Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah, I just wanted to throw uh, that question. Agreed. Okay. That'll do it for today's news. Let's move on. We got some prop bets for you guys today. All right, for today's prop bets, first one, do you guys have Melvin Gordon over or under 55 and a half rushing yards against the Los Angeles Chargers, who are Dodgers fans, if you guys saw that on Twitter? Good job bringing one to the city. Because they know they never will. <laughs> My God. <laughs> so Melvin Gordon, that revenge game against the Chargers. 55 and a half yards over or under. Um, Philip Lindsay is in concussion protocol still. He didn't practice on Wednesday. He's, he's questionable to play on Sunday. I think he's going to get the over. And I, I think it's going to be by a small margin. Small margin. I agree with that. He's going to get 55.7 yards. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to get like – he's the only th- the way I see him getting like 100-plus yards is if he gets like around 40 yards and then he busts one out for yeah. 60 because that's – and it would have to be in the fourth quarter while the Chargers are ahead because that's just the most Chargers thing they can do is to – randomly let somebody score and now they're losing the game yeah but yeah i think he's still gonna get the over i think he i think drew lock kind of showed that he's not really to be trusted anymore <laughs> like he's drew lock is not doing great yeah um, no, that's just an injury and so i think they're going to keep running the ball and running the ball and running the ball and the chargers defense is still fairly banged up uh, Anthony Lynn is still too wild of a coach to trust the Chargers being good consistently through the whole game. And I think Melvin Gordon's just going to get the volume to actually get some yards. And so that's yeah. that's my only reasoning. Yeah, he gets the pass work even with Philip Lindsay there. And he's touching the ball more than Lindsay. So I have him going over 55 and a half. Keone, over yeah. under? I would I would say just over. Yeah. And this is like this isn't a points one, so because I like if it was points it'd be different, but um, I I would give him more credit in there. But in terms of yards rushing, yeah, he like he yeah I would I agree with Ian in terms of if he if he does it he's probably gonna have a really big rush. Um, but he's only gone over a hundred yards which is far away from the 55, but he's only gone over that once this season. And that's when he's had over 20 carries. Yeah. Anytime, anytime he has under 20 carries, I think he's only gone like maybe 80 yards at the most. 
um, in terms of rushing. Yeah. But it, yeah, I, I don't see him going too far over, but I still think he's going to get over. Yeah. So we'll say 55 or so yards. You got, I think he gets in the end zone. He's a fantasy starter this week, right? Oh yeah. I think he gets in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So start him up, take the over. All right. Moving on to the next one. Joe Burrow, 295 passing yards versus the Titans over or under 295. Tennessee has not played very well against the pass this year. Joe Burrow seems to be pretty legit. He likes Higgins. He likes Tyler Boyd a lot. AJ Green is coming into his own and getting a lot of targets, actually making the receptions on those targets finally. 295 is a, is a big number, though. I'm, I'm going to take it over as, because – what? It's, it, it's around his average. He's yeah, averaging 289. I'm going to take the over because I think Tennessee will be leading in this game. I think Joe Burrow is going to have to pass. Joe Mixon's banged up. Um, he's, he's probably going to play this week, I would think, but he's, that doesn't mean he's not banged up. So I think they'll rely on – they're going to have to rely on the pass game. And so I'll take the over. Uh, I, I would agree with that because um, there's only been two games this year where he's gone under 300 uh, passing yards. And that was the first game of the season and then against um, the Baltimore Ravens. So everybody else, he's gone at least over – or the Jacksonville game, he had exactly 300 passing yards. Um, But every other game, he's gone over 300. And in the past game, he went 400. Yeah. Um, So – and Tennessee has shown that much like Seattle, they kind of let people stay in the game. Yes. Um, So – Especially through the air. Exactly. So I'd say – um, there's there's possibilities, so like I think he will. Yeah, the over. So Look, looking not, at his stats, though, he if he doesn't throw for 300 yards, he throws for less than 200. Yes, against the Chargers, he has 193, and against the Baltimore Ravens, he had 183. Um, the Chargers were that was week one. I mean, that was week one. They weren't hurt yet. I mean, they yeah. were missing Derwin James, but the Chargers have a good defense, especially when not injured. Yeah. Um, they're still a fairly competent defense when injured, but like he went like when he went against two very good defenses, that's when he struggled. Um, and then even against Indianapolis, he actually kind of thrived. He threw for three thirteen. He didn't score, but he still threw for a lot of yards in a very close game. Um, I, I'm going to take the over on this one too. I think he can get three hundred. All right, DJ Moore. Over under sixty nine and a half receiving yards. <laughs> I, so I see DJ. <laughs> I see DJ Moore getting, um, like thirty receiving yards, but I'm also very scared of DJ Moore randomly catching that fifty plus yard ball, and that's the only reason he ever gets above uh, like sixty yards is because he catches it all in one go. Yeah. He he does seem, but he's he's showed up the last few games, so he's he's been catching that one ball for fifty yards or or whatever it's been, you know. So yeah, his dripfulness is throwing to him. Yes, absolutely. He had a seventy-four yard touchdown last week, I think. Right or is 
74 yards in the air, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, but, okay, here's my thing. I'm going to take the under only because I made a rule with myself earlier in this year with this, because of Scotty Miller. <laughs> On a Thursday night game, I don't trust anybody unless they're like the top guy at that position. And right now for the Panthers, um, that's Robbie Anderson. Robbie that's Anderson. Robbie Anderson. So I, I know it's a weird rule and it's, it's, it could probably bite me, but um, cause but, they're like one a and one B. Yeah. Well, but, it, it seemed to be DJ Moore as, as the one and Robbie Anderson as the two, or at least that's what everyone thought coming into this season. And it, Robbie Anderson really showed that he was there to be the 1A or 1B. But the last three weeks, it's kind of evened out where uh, week five, Robbie Anderson got 13 targets and DJ Moore only had five. But uh, DJ Moore had that long play, 93. He finished with 93 yards and a touchdown. Robbie Anderson finished with 112 yards. Then in week six... Robbie Anderson only got five targets and four receptions. DJ Moore got 11 targets, five receptions. Again, DJ Moore finished with 93 yards. Robbie Anderson finished with 77. And then this last week, DJ Moore, five targets. Uh, Let's see, where's Robbie Anderson? Got eight. Four receptions and six receptions. DJ Moore, 93 yards. Robbie Anderson, 74 yards. DJ Moore had 93 yards in three consecutive games. Over and under, yeah. he keeps the streak alive. That's what I'm saying. That's the, that's the better one. Yeah. Kenny gets 93 so, exactly yards. <laughs> 93 exactly. That's what I'm saying. So these last three games, DJ Moore has really shown, like, he's looked better. I agree with you. For the first four weeks, something was just off with them between him and Teddy Drip, Drip, Drip Water. But I think – showing that Robbie Anderson can be the reception guy and DJ Moore can be the big play guy because he's really the one getting in the end zone too. I'll take the over on 69 and a half. It is a Thursday night. So you're right. Keone, that does scare me a lot. All, all goes wild on Thursday nights. Yeah. But the, but the Falcons defense sucks. Yes. They're terrible through the air. And to be honest, if the, um, if the Falcons are ahead in this game in the fourth quarter, I know for a fact DJ Moore is going to catch a 70-yard bomb to just crush <laughs> their souls again because the sporting gods hate Atlanta. Yeah. So I'm taking the over. That, that's fair. Um, like, and I, I want him to sort of get the over, but I'm, I'm going to, for both going against, like, so no, we're not all even, and yeah, um, yeah. with, you know, everything, I'm just going to take the under. So Yeah, that's fair. Some controversy. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, three and a half total touchdowns. Uh, I, I love Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, me he's, too. It's Minnesota. And he's uh, known to also be able to actually score on his feet. Like yeah, exactly. Frequently. Because, it's, because it's total touchdowns, I think I would take the over. If it's passing touchdowns, I would take the under, just passing. You think he's going to get, what, three and one? Yeah, I think he has that ability absolutely to get three and one, especially if Aaron Jones is out. He can definitely get one on the ground. He just has too much of an ability to get one on the ground for me to to take the under, I think. He does have zero rushing TDs this year. 
Well, he's due for one then. <laughs> yeah, he's due for one. I mean, he's scored uh, besides the Tampa Bay game where he got zero. He scored four, two, three, four, and four touchdowns in every other game. So, I mean, he has three and a half is definitely within the realm of possibility. And in the very first game, he threw for 364 and four touchdowns against the Vikings. So I think he can have a repeat performance. The Vikings are still bad. Um, It wouldn't be surprising if he put up on almost essentially the same exact stat line. Um, Go for it, Jamie. Yeah, um, I'm going to say I'm going to go with the over as well because he's shown that four, like even in the air, four is possible for him because he's done it thrice this season, including last week. Um, And I think that, like I said, when he plays angry, I don't think he'll be as angry as he was last week because I think he let off a little steam. But – I think there's a couple weeks residual worth of that pent up anger. So he might get like, he might, it might, it'll transfer over to this week and maybe next week before he has to find something to get angry at again. Um, And even when he's not exactly angry, he's still one of the best players in the league. He is elite. Maybe not the same as Joe Flacco elite, that type (laughs) of elite, but. Not Joe Joe Flacco elite. It's a different type of elite. The New Testament elite? All right. To be contrary, I'll take the under. He doesn't seem to rush for a lot of touchdowns. Since 2017, he's only had three rushing touchdowns. Two of them came in 2018. One came in 2019. So, just to be different, I'll take the under on that one. Fair. Three and a half total touchdowns. He's still a he's still a fantasy starter. Yep. Yeah. Another fantasy starter, even though he didn't have such a great day, Patrick Mahomes. Does he play or does he sit in the fourth quarter? Are they going to bench him because they're up by so much against the Jets? I love that we're keeping this one in. (laughs) I'm so glad that we kept this one. Yeah, yeah, I told Uh, you we were going to. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs team, if if we're doing a super-duper hot take, I'm low-key saying don't start Patrick Mahomes this week because I'm afraid that the the Chiefs are going to do the same thing they did last week where they had a defensive touchdown and then a special team touchdown. So Patrick Mahomes didn't have to do anything. He got like 13 points or something around there in fantasy. But he it's not like he had a bad game. He just the team was so far ahead right away, he didn't have to do anything. So that's what I'm scared of against the Jets. But against the Jets, it could also be Long shot to Tyreek Hill. Clyde Edwards alayed screen pass goes for an, uh, goes for a touchdown and then they drive one time. Travis Kelsey scores or whatever. You know, three quick touchdowns all in the first quarter or first half, and Patrick Mahomes could have a great day in two quarters easily. Yeah, so, I, I I agree. <laughs> it's I'm still starting. So, That's just like one of those super hot right, takes where it's like yeah. we have to say something because he could have a. He could have a five touchdown first half. He's done it before. Yeah. It's possible. He could have a twelve touchdown first half. Can we put in the men stats? Yeah. Uh, All right, Keone. Um, so I I'm just never surprised by like their ability to like keep 
the the like drives and plays alive. Yeah. So like you know uh, Russell Wilson, Filet Wilson, like I'm never surprised by like his deep ball, which is like the best in the game. And Mahomes, I'm gonna call him Doctor Mahomes at the way he can keep a play alive. <laughs> so, um, um, the resuscitation Holmes. <laughs> yes, like he. It is almost his job to see how long he can keep a play going before he can embarrass a defense. Like that's part of his contract. I'm sure yeah. like in the fine print was like, you have to keep a certain amount of plays going past 10 seconds yeah. in this league. Yeah, yeah. You, like you get a $3 million bonus if yeah. 25 yeah, plays last more than It's an incentive. <laughs> yeah. Every, yeah. Every time you embarrass a defense, here's 10 extra K. <laughs> just, um, and the, the Jets are just one of the worst teams that they've seen in a while. And I feel like, he's going to get his jollies off pretty early on and make a statement. Like it's going to be a quick work, you know, it's a quick surgery. He's done it many times before. Yeah. It's, it's not an all day or so. Yeah. I'm going to take um, the under or, or I'm going to say, yeah, he's, he's done by the fourth quarter. Yeah. Maybe even the, maybe even the second half. Yes. Uh, that would be, that'd be wild. <laughs> it would be. Did you guys see, watch the Steeler game at all this past week? That was a good one. Big Big mm. Ben had that Patrick Mahomes, Dr. Mahomes flip to Deontay Johnson, his best imitation, where he was about <laughs> to get sacked and he just flipped it up in the air. It was beautiful. You guys should go watch it. I, <laughs> I honestly thought I mean, he was trying to throw it away. <laughs> oh, it looked like he just threw it up in the air, but it got there, so that's all that matters. <laughs> Cal- calculated. <laughs> calculated. <laughs> all right, moving on. George Kittle, 99 and a half receiving yards this week. Over or under? Over. Slam that over. George. Yeah, Devo's, George, yeah. <laughs> Devo's hurt. He's doubtful this week. I mean, who else are they going to go to? They, Debo's I, hurt. They can't run like, the ball. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Wilson's hurt. It's Jarek McKinnon should be the the bell cow in the background. Yeah. I see a lot of play action because, well, Kyle Shanahan knows that Jimmy Garoppolo really can only throw the play action. And yeah. George Kittle will block you, I swear to God, for five seconds into the play, and then he'll go and catch a 10-yard ball. Really? It's like yeah. you really do not know what this man is doing. I mean, he, last year he fell down on the ground and then got up and like caught a touchdown. It, he's always a receiver. I feel like they should just double team him, like have somebody blitz him and also just stand right there to cover like, him. I think he's going to have a big game. They need a tight end spy on George Kittle. <laughs> yeah, just just watch him. Just let him do it. Forget, forget the QB spy, tight end spy. No matter if yeah. he's blocking or anything, just keep, just watch him. Five yards if, beyond this line of scrimmage. If he falls on the ground, jump on his back. Don't yeah. let him up. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would not be surprised if Tevin Coleman does end up playing in this game because just as like a decoy, because they do need that that Jimmy Garoppolo turn around and pretend like you're gonna hand the ball off and then George Kittle leak out for three yards, catch the ball and run for fifteen. So he could easily go for a hundred. Yeah, and the way he just, like, is able to just power through and bull over people, especially against a Seattle defense, which is not very good. Um, oh. I, and I don't, they don't have DK Metcalf on defense, so I don't see anybody really <laughs> taking him down in the open field. So um, Maybe Jamal Adams with a head of steam? <laughs> but isn't Jamal – I think Jamal Adams is hurt still. Oh, yeah, he is. He is. You're right. Yeah. 
but yeah, if he gets in an open field, there's nobody to chase him down. Yeah, true. So. Yeah, this this man, I can see George Kittle this week having uh, like his first game back, where he just gets like 14 catches, 180 yards, and one to two touchdowns. Like that's that's not going to surprise me from George Kittle this week. It is the perfect mix for him to absolutely go off. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The, it's aligned. Things have aligned. <laughs> Mercury's in retrograde. I don't know. <laughs> check out check out the Daydreamers Astrology podcast after this. As- astronomy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for the props for today. We're gonna move on to some starter sit. So let's let's get through these. Uh, Jamal Williams or Boston Scott. Jamal Williams, if Aaron Jones is out, I think Jamal Williams is a start here. Boston Scott, we know Miles Sanders is going to miss this week, if not uh, another week after that. But he he really didn't have that great of a game until he scored at the end on that touchdown, that 17-yard touchdown reception. And if he doesn't get that, he kind of lets you down there. So with Aaron Jones out, Jamal Williams – but if Aaron Jones plays, does that give Boston Scott that edge? Yeah. I have to go with, you know, saying today on Thursday morning with what we have right now, I got to go Boston Scott. I know Boston Scott is going to be the starting running back this Sunday. I don't know if Jamal Williams is. Um, Boston Scott, I mean, you're kind of hoping that it is – Jalen Rager officially back or is he just practicing? Like just you're kind of, right yeah. I mean, he possibly could play. So you're kind yeah. of hoping that they have a little more ability to spread the defense. They're also going against um, a joke of a defense in the Cowboys this week yeah. for an absolutely horrible Sunday night game. So I'm, I'm going to give it to Boston Scott on this one. Um, but like you said, if you find out Aaron Jones is officially inactive, doesn't even dress, Jamal Williams, I think, will will uh, edge him out there. Uh, I, yeah, I, I 100% agree. It's interesting that this um, like starter sit thing is sort of decided by somebody like that's not either of those two men. Yeah. Um, it all depends on Aaron Jones. Um, but yeah, if Aaron Jones doesn't play, Jamal Williams, because he's shown he can do well. But if Aaron Jones does play, then um, Boston Scott, because somehow the Eagles – offense is able to discombobulate like they were able to discombobulate the giants even when they weren't on the field seeing as daniel jones can't run in the open field <laughs> so they were they were throwing their juju magic out there um and daniel so jones. <laughs> yeah um so and they i can see them doing that again with um dallas because dallas is no better um if not worse than the giants um so expect some Philadelphia voodoo magic in yeah. their offense. Maybe if, if uh, so, yeah, you, you never know. Yeah, I agree. All right. Next one, Clyde Edwards, Alaire or Deandre Swift. Deandre Swift has had the last couple of weeks. It looks like he's taken over this backfield in Detroit. CEH had Le'Veon Bell come in, but still got the work. I have some stats for this one. All right, let's hear them. All right. So this week, my uh, sit, like my stardom sit-em pick was DeAndre Swift. And I said to sit him this week. 
because one, they're going against the Colts defense and the Colts defense is really, really good against the run. How good? Here's how good. They rank number third in, a, in rushing yards allowed with 530 yards allowed through three games. They rank um, fourth with allowing only four, four rushing touchdowns through six games. So that's 0.7 um, touchdowns per game. And here's the big one. In away games this season, the Colts defense have allowed a total of zero rushing touchdowns. And where are they playing this week? In Detroit. So I don't really expect him, or if, if that continues, I don't expect him to get in the end zone. Um, and even in like the past three weeks, like he's done really, really well. And um, like, you might be considering like, oh, DeAndre Swift is good, but no, he's got 52 yards total against the Falcons. Um, and he did really well against Jacksonville, but that's Jacksonville. They're yeah. the terrible defense. Um, or uh, I think, no, I'm sorry. I think he did 52 yards against New Orleans. And then he had less yeah, than 50 right. yards. He had fi- less than 50 yards total against Atlanta. 48 so, to be exact. He's touchdown dependent in those games. And if he doesn't get a touchdown, then there's like, no. Yep. So there's my opinion on that. I agree with that. 100%. He's very touchdown dependent. And if he doesn't get in the end zone, which it doesn't look like he's going to, or the, the numbers say he shouldn't. And CEH is still the guy in that backfield, in that Chiefs backfield. Even with Le'Veon Bell there, CEH has still, still caught some passes and got in the end zone. So start CEH. CEH finally got in the end zone. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it, the only issue with Edward Dallaire is the same one I had with Patty is that this game could be 40 to zero um, after about five minutes into the first quarter. Um, So he might not play the full game. That's very possible. But like Keone said, Keone has too many facts right there to go be like, Oh no, DeAndre Swift needs to be started. (laughs) Oh yeah. He's just had some good games in the past. Is Adrian Peterson someone you can drop or is Adrian, or you still got to hold him? on your bench because he is still getting work. Um, he's, he's somebody I personally just, um, I don't, I don't like to mess with these uh, committee backfields mm-hmm. um, just because it's too random. The only one that I can really kind of mess with is Cleveland because they are just so run heavy that both of them get good enough work to be fantasy relevant. Yeah. But I know. No, I think Adrian Peterson's time is coming. Like, sorry, his time is almost up. Yeah. Um, they're the definitely the should, yeah, they definitely should start leaning more on DeAndre Swift. Yeah, and it seems I like they're they going too. to be. Yeah. yeah. Like, so the past three weeks, he's sort of proven he can do it. Mm-hmm. And they like, like, um, I think his, his one touchdown I think he had in New Orleans was a passing touchdown or he caught the ball. Yeah. So, like, the, he can be utilized on, on both running and in the passing game. Um, and even though Adrian Peterson might get in the end zone, I think they're starting to lean more and more towards the rookie in Swift. Yeah, which so, is good. I think it's the right choice for them. the right direction. Yeah. Football-wise, not only fantasy-wise. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if uh, DeAndre Swift is out there, you guys might still want to add him because he is someone that needs to be owned. 
Uh, all right, next one, Corey Davis or T. Higgins? Corey Davis is back from his injury. He's looked pretty decent all year. T. Higgins, he, he looks like he has a pretty good connection with uh, Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. But Cincinnati does have quite a bit, quite a few receivers. So, Corey Davis or T. Higgins? Corey, uh, Corey Davis is a hard one because he was he had a very good first two weeks fantasy wise. Uh, the first week he did it mostly with yards. Sorry, he did it all with yards. And then the <laughs> second week he um, he got a touchdown. And then his third week, sixty nine yards, nice, but no touchdown is nice. kind of it's kind of whatever. And then this most recent game, thirty five yards and a touchdown. He seems to be uh, a little dependent on touchdowns. Um, he really, he hasn't had a lot of yards total this season. His last game, he got a lot of targets. I'm going to go with T Higgins on this one. He's consistently catching the ball about five times. His worst game was his first game. Um, yeah, it was his first game that he played against Philly where he only had 40 yards, but even then he had two touchdowns. Yeah. So like his worst fantasy game was against Baltimore, where he caught 62 yards for uh, four receptions, eight targets, 62 yards, no touchdown. Yeah, and at the beginning of the season, whenever Corey Davis was having his good games, is was without A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is back now. A.J. Brown is clearly the best receiver on that team. Brian Tannehill loves A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is a beast. So, yeah. I'm gonna go Adam Humphreys is back as well, right? Yes, I think so. It's just there's so many options in um... – in Tennessee, it's hard to rely on somebody that's not like the clear number one. Yeah, and they want to run the ball all yeah. day. They yeah. love Derrick Henry. Oh, that's all they want to do if they could. That's, that's all they want to do. So, Keone, you picking T. Higgins too? I, I think for that fact, where because so many people are coming back, that it was it's a little bit like shocking how many options there are. Yeah. In um, Tennessee, whereas um, I think. Even though uh, Cincinnati had, does have options, it's a little bit less. Like, it's a little bit less, like, who's going to get the ball this time? Yeah. Um, and I, I always like consistency. Because one of my biggest guys, even though we're not talking about him necessarily right now, I call him Mr. Consistency, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. Like, yeah. I just, I love him so much because he is reliable. Yeah. Scra- and reliability, reliability is so important in fantasy. Jim Rat, coach on the field. <laughs> um, how do you guys feel about Johnny Smith? We saw him. He went down with injury, came back. He did not play well. He was he was the tight end streamer at the beginning before the injury. He was yeah. the guy, the Darren I, Waller of the season. The you know, I think we were rightfully high on him, mm-hmm. but now I'm I'm not as sure. There's, I'm starting to like question it a little bit, but I'm still, I still have faith in him. So if you have him or Mike Gusecki, which one of those guys would you start? <sighs> Wait, does Miami even play this week? I still prefer Jonu Smith. Yeah. Jonu Smith, um, in the two games that he has had not the best weeks, he got injured in the first one. Um, which sucks because I wrote in one of my articles, put some respect on John who's name. You need to be starting him. And then he gets hurt. So <laughs> I'm, I'm still not counting that as a loss on my part. He got hurt. I can't predict that stuff. And then last week he's still 
was hurt and he was going against the Steelers defense. So, um, John, who's not typically their like big play guy. I know he has made some big plays, but it's because he just gets forgotten about on by defenses. Uh, he's definitely there. They're in the red zone. They're looking to get him the ball and score. Cause he is such a big target and stuff like that. So I'm, especially with how weak the position of tight end is, if you don't have honestly, Travis George Kelsey. Kittle and Travis Kelsey, yeah, put some, I'm still starting John New pretty much every week. Although I will say this for Gasecki, and just in just to talk about that, um, yes, it's a little bit hard to like trust anybody on that offense besides really Devonte Parker. However, Tua is coming in, so he's getting a chance to you know pick his guy. Mm-hmm. Gasecki could potentially be his guy. True, he could he could sort of be like uh, Philip Rivers and be like, oh. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna become best friends with my tight end. Yeah, and Mike Isecki is a great athlete, so yeah, it wouldn't be a bad guy to pick. Um, tight end is also a safety net for yeah. young quarterbacks. That is the nice thing. How do you guys feel about T.J. Hawkinson while we're talking about tight ends? I'm 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 up on him. Yeah, I'm. Like, I am too. That's why. Would you start him over Johnny Smith? Um. It's. I think it depends on the matchup, but I think he's a reliable guy for Stafford. Well, let's just say this week. Um, let me check again who, what the matchups are. The, the uh, Lions play the Colts. Okay. And the Titans play. The Bengals, right? The, yeah. Okay. Um. <sighs> He he doesn't get a large I mean, snap I'm count. I'm going Johnu Smith. I think just because I I like I'm starting to like T.J. Hawkinson. But last year I started to like T.J. Hawkinson after game one. I'm <laughs> 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 no, just kidding. He had a big game game one last season and he looked good. But he was a rookie tight end, so we know what rookie tight ends do. Nothing. He, but he's he, looked pretty good this season. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Matthew Stafford he's, seems to like him enough. He's very touchdown dependent. That's true. That's but, that's the thing. But all, like, all tight ends seem to be. Yeah. Yeah. He's only had 62 yards. That's his most in a week. Um, and then he has three touchdowns the past three games, which helps. And then a two-point conversion, which helps. Um, his yards per target are super low. In well, a lot of these games, they're getting down to the three yard line and throwing to him in the end. Yeah, zone. he's he's yeah, red zone he, guy. Yeah, he's uh, he's um, not even like red zone guy. He's like inside the five, the five. to ten. Yeah, yeah. And his um, snap so yeah. counts low. I I'll go Smith. You you convince me. I'll go Smith because he's. I think yeah, he's throughout the whole field. I trust him more than he's, he's more Hawkinson. reliable. Yeah. All right. Sterling Shepard or Zach Moss? Sterling Shepard came back, looked pretty good last week, but um, Darius Slayton did not. So was it just him coming back, having that connection with Daniel Jones, or? Was it also, could it have been that um, the Eagles game plan for only going to stop, towards Slayton. To stop Slayton. Yeah, thinking that oh, Shepard's coming off injury and 
Daniel Jones isn't that good, like we can kind of forget about him and then he he just kind of burned him. Yeah. I think Sterling Shepard is is a pretty good football player. He's just not a number one wide receiver on a team. So if Slayton can be that number one, Sterling Shepard could be pretty fantasy relevant. He can be that Robbie Anderson where he's going to get eight targets. He's going to catch five of them and go for 50 or so yards. And he might get in the end zone, but he might not. He just seems to be like a consistency play. Consistency play. Can I say neither? I was, I was just going to like, I don't like him <laughs> this week. But if I, if I have to pick, if I have to pick one, I'm picking Sterling Shepard. I mean, Sterling has played three games and he has more yards receiving than Zach Moss has rushing. Like I'm and also Zach Moss not, has played four games. So I'm also not the biggest fan of the, um, the bills backfield because it's pretty much Josh Allen. Um, I mean, Singletary's done some stuff, but like Josh Allen gets a lot of their rushing yards. Yeah, right. It's, it's, yeah. Josh, yeah. Well, Josh Allen also likes to. Um, Josh Allen does the the Cam Newton thing, where once they're inside the ten yard line, they're going to do um, a, an option quote quote because no matter what, Josh Allen's keeping that ball. Yeah, Josh Allen yeah. is no matter unless he's actively being tackled while he's handing it off, he's taking the ball and he's going to run it in. So. Zach Moss is less likely to get a touchdown. He's had zero so far this season. He also hasn't had more than 50 rush yards and more than 25 receiving yards. So, And whenever I, Zach Moss does have an okay game, he's still, like last week, he still didn't lead the team in carries for running backs. Devin Singletary still had eight carries, and Zach Moss only had seven. Yeah, he got three receptions, and but Devin Singletary got two. Like, he, it's just not his backfield yet. Yeah, it's, it's not enough for me. Yeah, not even not not even close. It's a complete committee there, fifty fifty split. So, yeah, Sterling Shepard, I'll take the receptions. All right, Tampa Bay's backfield. Which one do you want, Ronald Jones or Too Easy Leonard Fournette? I want Bruce Arians to put some respect on Ronald Jones' name because he rushed for 100 yards in three consecutive weeks without Leonard Fournette, and then suddenly Fournette comes back, and he's like, nah, Ronald Jones has always sucked. Like, we're not giving him the ball anymore. But Ronald Jones, Bruce Arians has shown that if you can't catch the ball or you can't pass block, you're not going to be playing in that game and Ronald Jones missed a huge blocking assignment pretty early on in that game and so I think that has that was a big thing to do with it because Bruce Arians does not stand for that you know so if Ronald Jones misses another blocking assignment then I it's very scary but if Leonard Fournette misses a blocking assignment he's done too what if they both miss a blocking assignment? <laughs> Bruce going to put on a helmet and go out there? That's what they got Antonio Brown for. Oh, my God. I just uh, – if, if, if we're going by pure stats, <laughs> you got to pick Ronald Jones. He's, he's had decent games all year, even when he – even in all of – like his very worst game, I think, was week – uh, three uh, against Denver. Oh, you're he, three, three. Sorry. Yeah, where he only had 73 total yards and no touchdown. Um, and every other week, even if he has like a low yards week, he still scores. 
So in two of these weeks, he's had at least 100 yards and then a couple catches and for a little bit of yards, kind of irrelevant yards. And then even like last week, he had 34 yards for a touchdown. Yeah. So he, he was still at least decent. He had, what, a 10-point game right there? Yes. Um, Is he someone that you're looking, you can shop? You guys think you could trade a little high on Ronald Jones and get uh, someone yes, like DeAndre and, Swift who he might be taking over that backfield? And, uh, yes, and do you have DeAndre Swift? Can we talk about a trade in our league right now? Uh, I have Ronald Jones. <laughs> do you have, have too easy? I also have uh, Nick Chubb and Raheem Mostert and Michael uh, Thomas. My team is hurt. Yeah, also, that's... I, I had Cortland Sutton. I am I am dying here. Please, I'll take a trip. You should look at my team because I'm not, I'm not any better than you. <laughs> I'm last in that league right now. I can't even beat Ben. <laughs> Oh, that's that's a shame. Yeah. Shout out Ben, please listen to the podcast. I, sc- I scored the third highest <laughs> points this last week and lost to Ben because he scored the most or so or second most. Or something. <laughs> it was that was bad. Leonard, Leonard Fournette is weird. Leonard Fournette only had one good game. Uh, I mean, you can I guess last week he had a good game because he had ninety seven total yards and yeah. six receptions and stuff like that. Ronald Jones still out carried him. But I think you're right. I think Bruce Arians is just spiteful and just kind of grumpy and just like, you missed a block. No, no more ball for you. Like, yeah. I didn't even want yeah. to put you in here in the first place. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. want to play anyone on his team. He doesn't want to play any of them. Uh, he has to. Tom Brady guy? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Over well, the even, hill. Even when they first brought in Tom and they like asked him like, "Hey, if you had to make the perfect quarterback, who would it be?" and he said, "Andrew Luck." Like, <laughs> hey, come on, man, you just have Tom Brady right there. Gas your team up. <laughs> like, yeah, I love no, him. No. I love no, his he, hats. I love it all. No, he's the gaslight coach. <laughs> he's good. He's, he's going to coach a football game Sunday night, and then he's going to hop in his taxi. He's going to pick you up for the airport the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> I love his hats. <laughs> if, so rest, if rest, I'm, of season, rest of the season, you want Ronald Jones, right? I'm yeah. He's <sighs> over Fournette. I would I would take Ronald. Jones yeah, Fournette. yeah. Fournette also is more likely to get re-injured. Yeah, but they do use him in the passing game more. They don't. They don't like Ronald Jones in the passing game at all. Zero percent. They are. So PPR, do you, does, does that change it? Does that change a little bit for you? No, just because uh, looking at Leonard Fournette's stats, last week was his only really only. PPR game. Yeah. I mean, he had one other game with four receptions and five targets, but one reception, four receptions, uh, two receptions, and then six receptions. Last week was his really only, like, actual pass-catching game. The other ones are just true dump-offs. Like, I've gone through my progressions, and now I just need to get rid of it. Yeah. Also, do we expect the, the, the running backs to be to becoming involved more in the passing game with Antonio Brown? No, I ex- actually expect them to get less work because there's That's, so many targets there. That's what I was getting. Yeah, I don't yeah. expect the, the running backs to be part of that passing game as yeah, much anymore. I was just bringing four up wider a counterpoint. Sets. Yeah, yeah. I was just bringing up a counterpoint. Gronk is really the Their guy. Guy. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. the dump off guy, the check down guy, it seems. T- Tom Brady's check down guy. This is just starting to look like a little bit like too many chefs or too yeah. many cooks, whatever that show's called. Yeah, two two broke girls. Too many. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald Johnson, <laughs> Leonard Fournette, two broke girls. Two broke girls. <laughs> CBS this fall. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. AJ Green or Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper. I, uh, I, like I know their quarterback situation is 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 not good. Like it's one of the worst in the leagues. Um, the, Come on. The, oh, I'm sorry. I should put some respect on his yeah, name. We need a nickname for Ben Denucci because that's a... the Gooch. Ben, no. ben, ben. ben the Gooch. Ben <laughs> the Ben Gucci Danucci because he's, yeah. he's Gucci. Yeah. Okay. He did have a nice pass, like his first pass, though. Um, but I just can't trust AJ Green this year. Like, yeah. I know he did well last week, but for supposed to be like the number one guy, he was not there for a while. No, yeah, he's absolutely not the number one guy anymore. But Amari Cooper was like, he yeah. he does well Amari enough Cooper consistently. Is. Amar, the only issue I have with your third string quarterback coming in, like, yeah, your number one guy is your most talented, but how often in practice do you actually work with the number one guy? Like, true, be real. Like the third, the third uh, string guy is going to be working with arguably guys you've never heard of. What like, I'm hoping for is it's going to be a similar situation to Herbert and Allen, like. Because beforehand, um, Allen was not getting the ball, and then Herbert comes in, and he's his number one wide receiver. Yeah. So just go yeah, to the guy clear. who you know is like is your name guy. Yeah. So Allen that's what I really hoping. does show through, no matter how much you guys practice with him. If he's hitting those cuts clean and crisp, he's going to be open, and so you're going to be able to find him. So now the point is, do you think Amari Cooper and Keenan Allen are on the same caliber? Because I think I think Keenan Allen has, is one of the better route running uh, receivers in the league, um, and so you're right. Because if you're c- making clean cuts, you can see that he's not the fastest, he's not the most like athletic, but he is probably one of the best route runners. And so, sure. is Amari Cooper one of them? I think Amari Cooper is if when he wants to be. And that's that's really the trouble because if they if they get down early, Amari Cooper's not gonna want to be. He's going yeah, he, to he's going to take plays off. He's shown it in the past. He always takes plays off, even whenever they're winning, even whenever they're doing really good. He just takes takes plays off randomly, or he's just lazily run his route. And yeah, that's a valid point because this this whole team has just looked like deflated. Yeah, like stuff that's Tom Brady. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he Tom Brady can play with them. Oh, yeah, stuff has come out in this locker room that Mike McCarthy does not have a hold on the locker room, and people are fighting, and it's not yeah. looking good in Dallas. Jerry yeah, Jones Jason yelled. <laughs> Jerry Jones yelled at some radio hosts over the weekend because I, I don't remember why. But are we potentially seeing uh, like a repeat of the '89 season where? Like wow. he's gonna make a huge trade, get rid of Ezekiel uh, Elliott for six draft picks and five players. Nobody uh, wants that contract, not for six draft picks. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't. 
I don't see it happening. Like, he might try to trade Amari Cooper. I think that's the guy you trade if you okay. trade anyone. I'm going to counter your point about Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen this year, County. Um, All right. Keenan Allen, yeah, he is their target – like, he's their target god there. But if you look at the second and third wide receivers, he – like, Herbert is throwing to people – you haven't heard of like this Guyton dude has caught like two 75 yard bombs. Um, he like, so Herbert knows who the talent is. And I think he made it a point to go to Allen because he knows he's going to be open. But besides that, he's going to go with guys he was practicing with and who he was comfortable with, who are guys that aren't getting first team reps the whole time. So I I think think that could be possible with Gucci Danucci. I think, I think, but I think that Allen is his first look every time, no matter what. Like these guys, the only reason these guys are getting two receptions for 75 yards is because, oh, Keenan Allen's not open on this timing route. Let me look for someone. Oh, I know his speed. Let me throw it to him. So it does come into play, absolutely. But those guys are not getting on the field in Dallas. It's going to be CeeDee Lamb. It's going to be Michael Gallup. It's going to be Amari Cooper. Uh, Williams, is that his name? Her, fourth. Uh, like, like Cedric Wilson or something? Yeah, Wilson. Wilson yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Cedric Thank Wilson. You. No, yeah, yeah, Wilson. He's, but is he practicing with the seventh-round quarterback? No, he's not either. So I don't think any of these guys really have a rapport with him. So I don't think it matters as much as with like Herbert, who did have somewhat of a rapport with a few of these guys. Fair, fair point. Um, I'm. Uh, it's so hard to say. I, I I'm, both of them again. I'm. I'm going to say Amari Cooper. Start Amari Cooper. I know we took all that route, and I talked all that trash all on Amari Cooper. But I'm sorry. Like it's still. He's still the number one on, his, on the team. Here, here's the I thing. I don't like it, but he's still the number one, and he's still going against um, um, a college team in disguise, in a Halloween costume, in the Eagles this week. So, um, yeah, really so um, I think he's going to do better than A.J. Green, who is going against uh, who again? Um I feel like they're going against a good team. I could have sworn we just, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. But I was Tennessee doesn't doesn't like soften the ball through the air. And AJ Green has gotten let me look at his targets the last few games. So week five he had oh not a lot. One target. And then week six, eleven targets, week seven. Thirteen targets. targets. Yeah. He's he's trending up, and he's actually catching the ball these times. Um, you're right, but I think based off of the previous five weeks, I, I can't. I I'm going to say this. If you have a bunch of guys that are going to score you points, you have that floor, like Keone was talking about earlier, that base, then go with the big play upside of, Amari Cooper, but if you got, if you are shooting for the stars on your other players, go with go with the baseline because AJ Green's going to get targets. He's going to get receptions. It seems like he's just not going to get in the end zone, or he's not going to be anything special. While Amari Cooper could get you seven for eighty-two and two touchdowns. 
Yeah. AJ Green also could be going against um, a guy that the Eagles had to pick up off the street. Like they might be going full on invincible uh, starting Mark Wahlberg because they're so hurt. Yeah. Keone, final answer. You're going with Amari Cooper. Um, I still, I'm still sticking with Amari Cooper because I think he's only had one bad game. And again, I love consistency. Yeah. So even though it's a change up at the, and the quarterback, I, I, I believe in him. Aaron tweet at us. Who, who are you starting? AJ Green or Amari Cooper? I want to know. Shout out, uh, Aaron. <laughs> All right. Hi, Aaron. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. Le'Veon yeah. Bell or one of the Chargers running backs? Which, which Chargers running back do you want, Justin Jackson or Joshua Kelly? And would you play either of them over Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon Bell looked great in his first game with the Chiefs. He got, like, a rush, his longest rush, or two yards away from his longest rush on the Jets in his whole tenure with the Jets um, in his first week with the Chiefs, which is crazy. Adam Gase just does not seem to know how to use players. No. Like, everybody who leaves him is, like, the final girl in a horror movie. Like, they escape. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and they go on to, like, live fruitful, yet, like, t- tormented lives. Um, but hopefully, I think, I think Kansas City is, is going to do well for him. And I think we brought up this point earlier about them playing or who they'll play in the fourth quarter. And I think, like, they're going to start sitting players. Mm-hmm. But because he's fresh to the team, that they might keep him on the field. Yeah, give him more free play. If they're up by a bunch, just let him do his thing. And they're playing the Jets this week. So that revenge game for Le'Veon Bell is going to be dirty. Yes. Like, how dare you, sir? <laughs> exactly. Damn you, Gase. <laughs> yeah, I think Le'Veon Bell is a, is a must-start this week. He's going to be a run, RB2. So I'm starting him over a bunch of people. And okay, like, but, I don't um, – go ahead. Well, which of the – I was going to say, which of the Chargers running backs are you choosing if you had to pick one of those? Because I agree that over either one of the Chargers running backs, yeah. I am picking Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, that's um, true. I think he's going to, I swear to God, Le'Veon Bell is going to stare at um, Adam Gase every time he runs the ball. Like he's just going to just look over at the sideline like, look what I'm doing to you. This is what you could have had if you were any sort of smart. Like if you th- had one th- good thought in your mind, you smooth brain, you could have like actually used me properly. Yeah, Adam Gase is full on donkey brains. Check out our new podcast, the Adam Gay Sucks uh, Hour. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. Dude, we could have the full two-hour podcast on that. He is terrible. Um, for the Chargers running back, which one? I, I think Joshua Kelly is the one that I like more. Like, it's not, it's, it's not going to be either of them fully, but. Last week, Joshua Kelly had 12 carries and Justin Jackson only had five. They each had five receptions. So if the only reason Justin Jackson had a better game is because he had more receiving yards. But if that switches or Justin Jackson doesn't get those yards receiving, then he's really worthless. Yeah. They both had under 50% of the snap count too. Yeah. And I don't like 
I was still confused based off the New Orleans game. Why did Justin Jackson suddenly get, like, why was he suddenly the ball carrier uh, compared to Joshua Kelly? I, it's just another case of Anthony Lynn is is low-key kind of like Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians, yeah, I was just going to say that. Where he's just like, I don't care about you guys. Yeah. Like, I don't care what you say. I'm going to do what I think is best, which I think, works sometimes, Bill Belichick, yeah. but. I think the difference between Bill Belichick and like Bruce Arians is Bill Belichick is like, I'm going to put who I think will win us the game in. And Bruce Arians is just like, I'm just going to flip a coin. Or like you said, (laughs) you missed one block and you're in the NFL. You get zero mistakes here. Yeah, true. He seems to take it way more personal. Like Bill Belichick is like, I don't care what you do to me. Football comes first. But Bruce Arians is like, hey, you hurt my feelings. So you're not going to play this week. You said something mean in the lunchroom. <laughs> I said hi, and you ignored me. <laughs> you ignored me. <laughs> I thought you I was your friend. <laughs> you didn't even save me a spot at the cool kids yeah. table. <laughs> <laughs> it was just you and Scotty Miller all by yourself. <laughs> Scotty Miller. Yep. Cool Brady. kid Scotty Miller. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yep, so start Le'Veon Bell. Can you start either of the Chargers running backs? If you have to. If you have to. <laughs> well, if you have to. Because Eckler's still out. Yeah. And you're starting yeah. Kelly or are you starting Jackson? Here. I think I'm just starting Kelly because he, like, he's – you have him, like, if you didn't have Eckler, and so, yeah. Yep, I agree. Yeah, Justin Jackson is more of uh, – buy really low on daily fantasy and just hope that he hits. Yeah. Hope he gets a rushing touchdown. All right. Anything else? Any other ones? I'm just going to skip this Jarvis Landry Cooper Cup one because we talked a lot about Browns wide receivers already. That's fair. You guys want to talk about Cooper Cup? Eh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. All right, so that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, like and subscribe wherever you guys listen to your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, please. If you guys want to leave a review in the form of a question, we'll get to those questions first, answer answer you guys' questions. Check out fantasydaydreamers.com. Keone and Ian are both writers. They have amazing articles coming out every week multiple times a week so go please check it out follow them on twitter give them a follow shout out um yeah thank you guys so much for listening stay dreaming one last thing um this saturday i will have a very uh long form article um it's about one of the great football uh, fantasy football seasons of all time um Hopefully you can figure it out. I'm not going to reveal it. It is going to be long, but I'm putting a lot of work into it, and I hope that it will hit very, very well, along with the normal article that we have every Friday too. Yeah, so, those. it's part of our monthly special we're trying to do, where every month we have a long-form article that goes more into, in-depth into a specific topic, person, game, what have you, whatever the topic may be. Like last month, yeah. I talked about the history of fantasy football, and this month, Ian will talk about something else. It's very interesting. But we'll be doing that every single month as well on the website. 
yes, yeah, I will say I suffered for the art. I definitely <laughs> did suffer for this. Um, it was not easy, and I will. You will if you read it. You will learn more about the pain I had to endure for you, the fans. <laughs> yeah, and those articles will be up all season long. So anytime you guys want to go back and reread those articles, they'll be up. Um, and yeah. they're really good reads, really fun, actually. So go ahead and check them out. And, uh, yeah, we're working really hard over here at the Fantasy Daydreamer. So please tell your friends, like, subscribe. We're doing this all for free. So really, your guys' support is what matters. So thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's uh, stay dreaming. Yeah, how about um uh, what a uh, stay dreaming? How about, how about we uh stay dreaming, huh? <laughs>